0: Hey guys, welcome to our podcast. You're here live with Spencer, Rachel, and Brindley. This week, we will be talking about how COVID-19 has affected the world of classical music.
1: So as all of our listeners know, the world is going through a pandemic. We are all currently in isolation.
2: Being music majors, we felt the need to shed some light on how music has been affected, both positively and negatively.
0: With everything going on with COVID-19, all performances have been shut down indefinitely.
1: People have been forced to find new and creative ways to continue making music. Many performers are sharing music that helps calm them during anxious times. For example, the famous cellist Yo-Yo Ma posted a video on his twitter performing Going Home by Dvorak saying, in these days of anxiety, I wanted to find a way to continue to share some of the music that gives me comfort, the first of my songs of comfort.
2: Another example, on March twentieth, 2020, the Rotterdam Philharmonic Orchestra uploaded a physical distancing group recording of Ode to Joy, Symphony No. 9 by Beethoven, which got more than 2 million views. This was a great video to bring people and their talents together. Classical music is quite popular amongst music listeners. This gave musicians hope and reminded them that even if you aren't together in person, you can still make beautiful music as a community.
0: That's really cool, Rachel. It makes me think of our current situation as students studying classical voice. All three of us had had to experience a virtual transition of our studies, including virtual lessons and performances. While this seems to be the most efficient way to conduct these activities, the process is quite tedious, and many elements of the in-person context that we usually have are not present in the online format we have been forced to adhere to.
1: That's true. It has been a tedious transition. I personally find it very difficult to perform in rep classes and even have voice lessons without the help of my accompanist. Most accompanists are freelance workers, which puts many of them out of the job unless they're able to teach virtual lessons or assist their students in other ways like pre-recording their music. Because of
2: this, many people have been fundraising for those musicians who have lost their jobs and source of income. Large companies, such as the Recording Academy, have affiliated with ch- the Charitable Foundation Music Cares, Due to the benefits of fundraising, many people have been able to continue with their music-making.
0: Also, choir has been found to be extremely dangerous because singing increases the risk of spreading the virus. Large ensembles are not allowed to meet up and rehearse. Virtual choirs have become more popular and more commonly created. This has been really inspiring to see because it shows a sense of community and coming together. The world has not forgotten how important music is and continues to share it.
1: Yeah, for example, the three of us are in the University of Delaware Chorale, and under such short notice, our director, Dr. Head, decided it would be too difficult and inefficient to try and create a virtual choir experience. So instead, we gathered on video chat to discuss various topics, like teaching choral music, how to run a rehearsal, and he also brought in guest speakers to share their performance experiences. Originally,
2: Chorale was supposed to compete in a large choral competition in Bali. Our conductor brought back alumni to help enrich the sound of the choir. Unfortunately, we only had a weekend of rehearsals before the competition was canceled.
0: This has become a persistent issue for choirs around the world. To control the spread of COVID 19, scientists have concluded that super spreader such as choir rehearsals are best avoided. For example, the choir in Penn state choir practice prior to the state's initial lockdown, which resulted in over 52 members becoming and in two deaths.
1: According to an article from Classical FM, choir practice attendees have multiple opportunities for droplet transmission from close contact. As a result of this, the future of all in-person choral activity is uncertain. All three of us are music majors. In your opinion, how could this affect music, future music majors and how long do you think this situation will last? Future music majors will largely be affected for a long time.
2: In my opinion, the rehearsal environment will be drastically different, especially until they find a vaccine. I think people are going to be a lot more cautious about how many people are in one room singing and rehearsing and how close together the choir will be.
0: I agree. The future seems very uncertain, not only with music, but in general. If I had to predict what is going to happen, I think we will be in a holding pattern for a while until it is deemed safe for rehearsals and classes, and even then, there will have to be many regulations put in place. What do you all think will happen for the future of large ensemble concerts?
1: I believe that ensemble concerts are going to become wildly different when everything starts up again. I think it will be a long time until concerts are held at full capacity. Theaters may have to limit to 25 or 50 percent capacity, and in order to make sure no attendee is infected, there may have to be temperature checks at the entrance of venues.
2: Ensemble concerts might also transition into being completely online and live-streamed. This eliminates having an audience, limiting the number of people present. All the musicians will have to be tested and make sure they don't carry the virus, just like Brinley said. They will also be more spread apart in seating and standing. Spreading musicians apart might change the sound of the ensemble a little bit, but help further prevent the virus. So what other alternatives do you think people will begin to use? Or what have you seen people using already?
0: Well, as you just mentioned, live streaming has been a popular method of sharing musical performances since in-person performances are now impossible. I think that this will continue to be a popular method, especially among the ensemble genres. Given the difficulty to maintain accurate timing via online performances, many ensembles and groups have chosen to pre-record their content individually and align it with other members in the ensemble, creating a, quote, live experience without the hassle of bad Wi-Fi connection and or timing delay. Have you heard of similar things, Brindley?
1: Yes, I have, and I agree. As of right now, that is the best solution. For example, I attended a virtual recital, and the instruments blew out the speakers, making it difficult to hear. Additionally, when there was a piece that required an accompanist, it was practically impossible to hear any articulation. However, I think that with some ingenuity and creativity, a more viable solution could be created with our modern technology, possibly a new and more reliable streaming service. Do you guys think that people are more likely to attend live streams now that it is streamed or will this discourage attendance?
2: I believe that performances being streamed could encourage more people to attend. Personally, I would much rather watch a live stream performance from the comfort of my own home. It takes away the pressure of having to rush to a venue, spend extra money, and risk cancellation due to weather. Another thing that has come to my attention is that with all of the unemployment issues, many musicians have been charging live streams, attendance, for virtual tickets. How do you guys think tickets and prices should be handled for virtual performances?
0: In my opinion, I can see both sides of the argument. I understand that they they need ways to make money and aren't able to make any, and I am extremely sympathetic towards them. A fifth of classical musicians say they are deeply concerned their careers will be over following the coronavirus outbreak. However, I think that it is also hard and has its negatives because a lot of people in the audience are not also making money. So how are they supposed to watch if they can't afford it?
1: Yeah, this really is a lose-lose situation. If the performers don't charge for admission to the online performances, they will likely get more audience participation despite earning no income. However, on the flip side, if they do charge, they will earn income but risk a lack of attendance. I personally think if people want to be able to enjoy live performances and musicians want to still earn money, perhaps it should create a situation more like an optional donation for audiences. I agree. Many
2: musicians are scrambling to make money, however, they can, for fear of losing their jobs. According to a study from Classical FM, 40% of musicians said they are ineligible for the government's financial assistance schemes. This, unfortunately, means that many musicians may lose their jobs and in some extreme cases become bankrupt.
0: Yeah, from personal experience, I can say that dealing with unemployment as a freelance or gig employee has been extremely tedious and exhausting work. The unemployment office in general is already overloaded with compensation requests, and it doesn't help that they didn't have a system in place to adjust for gig workers.
1: It's crazy. Sonia Simenauer summed this up perfectly saying, we agents are very small fish. It will be a long time before any support trickles down to us. Sometimes, being a student, I forget how strongly this is negatively impacting freelance workers.
2: I also think that it's so devastating that Broadway performances have been shut down for the time being. This has affected a plethora of musicians and people. This is another example of how COVID-19 caused a lot of people to lose their jobs.
0: Yeah, Rachel, I heard just the other day that Frozen the Musical canceled all future performances, which effectively ended their run on Broadway. Things like this worries me as a future performer, because if opportunities are being eliminated now, what is to stop them from being eliminated by the time we graduate and have to try to make a living for ourselves?
1: I agree, Spencer, especially with how competitive the field of vocal performance is I am very worried that it will be nearly impossible to find work in the future. Me three!
2: Though I am not a performance major, I am an education major and feel like the world of music education will be different. I think a lot of lessons are going to be online now and more classes will choose to meet online instead of in person.
0: It is clear to see that the music industry has been extremely affected by the coronavirus. And because of this, it will likely be changed forever.
1: All of this is going to change the future of the entertainment industry and classical music in particular. The future of sharing music, going to concerts, and performances are going to be drastically different. People are going to share more things online and continue to have performances via an online format. We are hoping
2: that in the future, we are able to make music in-person with our peers and other people. We look forward to seeing how the music world continues to change and adapt to the needs of everyone.
0: Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. Stay safe and creative.